Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that used to have robust discussions with bullies before we handed over our dinner money. This week on Heart and Hand, Civil War! So, welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar. I'm your host, as always. And joining me this week, first of all, the wonderful Miss Marina Bannatyne. Hello, David. Um, thank you very much for um, asking me to join you today. It is always a pleasure. And everywhere you go, sang Crowded House in 1991, you always take the weather with you. Similarly unarguable are the merits of my next guest, Mr. Ian Hogg. How you doing, mate? It's it's it always amuses me that you seem to have me on when there's bugger all going on. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, uh, Scottish football. I'll, I'll give it this: it has managed to keep us all entertained throughout uh, the lockdown spell. There might not have been any football to get on with, but there has been certainly plenty of drama, no doubt about that. Rangers released their dossier on Thursday in which it made a number of rather startling allegations against the SPFL and particularly the conduct and behaviour of its chief executive Neil Doncaster, its legal advisor Rod McKenzie and its chairman Murdoch McLennan. The reaction to the the uh, dossier is probably the wrong word, but the report I think was as predictable uh, as it was depressing when people immediately rubbished it. In fact, the SPFL, who didn't even get a copy of it, had managed to get a statement out um, 40 minutes later uh, suggesting there was nothing in the 200-page report. Immediately, of course, uh, defenders. It's, it's funny how so many Celtic fans are suddenly mad SPFL fans. Rush to tell us they could have had a lot of people reading it. And I thought they told us last week they'd no staff, they'd followed everybody, and it was just poor old Neil working away on his own. But uh, even so, uh, after a couple of hours, I thought it was noticeable 
that the reaction sort of slowed down. We got the usual suspects, but then when people began to actually read it, they began to go, oh, shit, we can't just come out and say, ah, there's nothing in here. You got your half-wits like Bill Leckie trying to do that. But, Hoggy, the document perhaps wasn't the, shall we say, explosive uh, piece of paper that we that maybe some people had built it up to. But realistically, I don't think it was ever going to be that. I think it was more likely to just set out a case for an investigation. And that is something that the people denigrating it maybe failed to point out that Rangers were not presenting a case here for Neil Doncaster's dismissal. They were presenting a case for an investigation into it. And there's more than enough in that document, including a potential £10 million liability, £10 million liability uh, due to the TV contract that Neil Dongaster had singularly failed to mention to the clubs before the now famous resolution vote. Who would have thought that Neil Doncaster and his cohorts would have failed to have mentioned key and vital um, monetary issues when coming to to uh, when basically asking the clubs to vote on what what they should do with the end of the season we've had um you could have had loans you could have had um the i think rangers initially way back Christ, what is it a month ago initially outlined where well, you could you could pay out the prize money if for example rangers could come first second or third we'll give them the third amount because that's the least you're going to get. That then transpired into loans and this, that, and the next thing. Now we've got Doncaster sitting on key financial information that would surely have swayed clubs going £10 million. Well, fuck that, I'm not voting for that. Because who's the £10 million going to hurt? It's going to hurt the member clubs that Neil Doncaster is there as a sworn duty to do his best by and to protect. Um, that's not one club. That's 42 men, member clubs now. Remember, David, not one club. Um, and from there, the dossier itself, if there, was, if there was going to be a smoking gun, Rangers would have published it way before now. I always expected a, a lengthy document, a lengthy dossier, uh, uh, all different points around corporate governance, corporate governance approach, due diligence, failure to uh, outline key items. There's the bullying and coercion bit that the SPFL have tried their best to muddy when they talk about SPFL uh, employees. They just never suggested anything of the sort, of course. Um, and all of these tidbits, all to just try and discredit it. Now, I fully expected, and I think this is what we got last Thursday, that a document of evidence that the sheer weight of the evidence shows the wrongdoing, the corporate negligence uh, around, you know, just simple governance around decision making, around giving the clubs all the facts before asking them to vote on something that could, as it shows, it could leave a £10 million hole in people's pockets. Um, it's startling, actually. And what's more startling is the... And this is this is Ian Hogg's um, opinion, not the opinion of heart and hand, I should say. Um, you've got all the knobs in the press and the clearly paid up folk who are getting wheeled out. You know, folk that live in Lake Como, for example, and all the other idiots across the tabloid press giving it 
it wasn't a smoking gun, it was a water pistol, ha ha ha. Well, if you'd actually read the thing, and you've got your peers like Graham Spears taking the piss out of you, something is fundamentally wrong here. And of course, the the, the speed of uh, of which we've had those SPFL rebuttals. I'll go back to it, David. The SPFL board and the SPFL hierarchy around Doncaster, around McLennan and around McKenzie, they're there to serve the clubs. They're not there to basically take whistleblowers and rubbish them and try and get them to shut up. That is corporate governance gone mental. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a weight of evidence thing that clubs are slowly but surely turning themselves on to... So all of this happened. Reconstruction was not promised, but, uh, you know, it, it was promised that we would look at it. And now it's been just dismissed out of hand. Most of the clubs in this country have been fucked over by the SPFL. Yeah, although I do always wonder sometimes, because I, I tend to think that people who are much more successful than I am are much more talented and, and brighter than me, and that's why they've achieved this. And then something like this, the the reconstruction, where you know, I mean, you, you say, right, yeah, that's a lot. They're not going to do this, right? They're just buying you off with that. And you think all of us saw it. How come these successful business people who are running clubs fell for it? It, it boggles my mind. Marina, my big concern about the report was that it would come out it would be rubbish. It was going to be rubbish no matter what was in it. Um, as we pointed out last week, it could have had evidence that Neil Doncaster likes to go out at night dressed as a woman and try to have sex with barnyard animals. It, it was never, ever liable to, to get him to resign, but we knew it was going to be rubbish. And my concern for weeks was this will come out, they'll rubbish it, it'll be a bit of a damp squib and it'll all go away. It ain't going away um, because after that initial response, which we all knew was coming, there was enough in it and there was enough anger among other clubs that it actually has intensified and intensified and we've seen it ramped up again over the weekend. Yeah, I think that's exactly why, you know, Rangers aren't releasing all the information just now. They're given enough that they have to. I'm sure there's more and you can completely understand going by like the SPFL and all their minions reactions why they're not given all the information because no matter what we say it will be rubbished it will be ridiculed and they've already started trying to do that so the best thing to do is you know the really juicy information or the, the further evidence I think keep it until we have this independent fair investigation um there yeah there's no point in in seeing it just now and as well like the thing Doncaster, he doesn't seem to fear lying because he'll just cover mm. his lies with another lie. He'll just mm. like, it's like lie upon lie, and there's absolutely no like that's always my philosophy with like pathological liars. There's no point in pulling them up, and there's no point in questioning them about it because they'll just hide their lies with more lies, like unashamedly. Well, I, that's a really good point because you're absolutely right. What happens in any conspiracy? Some of you may know, I'm a huge Watergate nut, right? I love it. Um, and the thing with any classic conspiracy is when, once it starts to break, the problem is it's hard to keep up with the lies because you say something to close off one avenue, 
And from that, something else comes up, usually two or three points, and then you go and you have to tell a fib about one of them. And then you have to go and deal with the fallout from that. And eventually, there is just so many different contradictory statements that the person at the centre of it has made that they begin to lose track of what it is. And then, of course, you are able to, if you're the prosecutor, say, well, hang on a minute, you said this. And now you're saying that. And and we're seeing that with Doncaster. Rangers at the weekend um, had two, I thought, pretty decent uh, responses. First from John Bennett, the vice chairman, in which he spoke. I thought rather tellingly, one of the things he said that I thought was key was he said, if I was a member of that board, I'd be desperate for an investigation. I think that was a message to yeah. the board. I, I think that was saying you could be in trouble. There are a few people on there who have other business interests and if they are found to be in breach of fiduciary duties uh, in the role as the SPFL non-executive directors, that can have an impact in their daily lives. But um, then it was, of course, followed up by this document, this extraordinary document by Douglas Park, a Q&A, &A, which slightly different to the Murdoch McLennan one, Rangers actually invited questions from the media for this Q&A as opposed to just getting Douglas Park to come up with his own questions uh, and respond to it. And some of the lines in this were savage, um, not dicking about at all. Firstly, the, the classic, maybe this is something Murdoch McLennan can consider the next time he sits down for a Q&A with himself, um, which I think was, was quite a memorable one. But also, Rangers uh, putting to bed any notions of financial worries with the £10 million uh, shortfall that had been mentioned earlier in the year. Uh, Douglas Park saying that's already been covered by existing uh, investors and talking about future investment. And then the big thing that the SPFL have used Marina as a defence was, ah, but it will be so expensive, we can't afford this, the club shouldn't be spending the money on this. Rangers went, OK, we'll pay for it then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's for the first time in a long while, um, we are in safe hands, aren't we? You feel like Rangers, we're all in safe hands. Um, with some really intelligent, articulate men. They've waited, they've picked their battle, and they have all this, all these counter arguments. Um, so for exactly that, oh, it's too expensive. We'll pay for it. And if they're saying that's not impartial, then how, how, why was it okay for them to do it? That's um, an extraordinary. Uh, reply from Neil Doncaster for those who don't know what Marina's referring to when asked about this uh, and he is scrambling really badly at the moment it's quite uh, it's quite telling but he said ah well they're investigating if they pay for it it can't be independent but what about your Deloitte investigation that you paid for oh no that's different <laughs> you, you can't you know they're, they're simply not credible and again it's the problem you're faced Ian when you are trying to make arguments that aren't logical, that are contradictory and that fundamentally you know are uh, shall we say not fully cognizant with the truth Neil, Neil Doncaster has been caught with his pants down, let's face it and he is trying to as you've said David, lie his way out of it I think um, Neil, if you think otherwise please feel free to sue me um, and Every argument that's placed up looks more and more ridiculous. It'll be too expensive. Well, we're paying for it. I mean, you can't pay for it because then it's not independent. But what about yours? Uh, you see, that was different. How? <laughs> Just because it's coming soon, isn't it? Uh, exactly. And my it's, standard it's like, one when my mum was winning an argument with me. Well, just cause. 
and it is like arguing with an eight-year-old. Then you get into some really telling stuff, I think. You know, uh, Douglas Park, I think, eviscerates the SPFL hierarchy when he talks about what kind of st- what kind of standard are we setting here and are we looking to attract potential investors and I'll go back to these guys should be protecting the 42 member clubs they're absolutely not doing that he asked another couple of questions or he made another couple of points one that really stood out was it's curious that the SPFL SPFL seem to have been hell bent on that single solution I wonder why um he talks about does he stand by calling for the suspension of Doncaster and McKenzie? I think the answer's yes. Then he says, um, going back to the point of Doncaster and Co.'s criticism of Anne Budge and Dave Cormack, can you imagine the chief executive of a large PLC publicly criticizing a number of the high profile shareholders of that business? It's it's no. unbelievable. And then no. of course, go, going back to the funding issue because you know you've 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 had i'm sure some of the bought off acolytes in the press talking about how rangers should be punished for bringing concerns to the spfl and he says um he was asked the question do you believe the club has left itself open to both spfl sanctions and possible legal action from doncaster and mckenzie for liable or defamation And Douglas Park answered, we cannot control what other individuals do. We're confident in our position. We have not defamed nor liabled anyone. If they do decide to take action, I'm sure given their concerns for the member club's money, they'll fund the actions themselves. Mm. Um, It's it's having answers. It's because when you've got a good case and you can work towards your goal. What I haven't understood, Marina, about the whole, or Rangers need to be punished, don't get me wrong, you know, you see where it comes from. It comes from these you know, professional Rangers haters. That's that's okay, that's their job. Uh, I get why they do it. But the argument is, is just so deeply flawed. And uh, as far as I can see, and I admit I'm biased, but the, as far as I can see, Rangers have actually followed the league's own complaints procedures. So how... Can we be punished for, we've got a grievance, we're airing it in the way that is laid out in the rules. I'm not entirely sure how you can, because that does smack of totalitarian leadership, which is what Rangers are accusing them of. Yeah, well, it's because it's Big Bad Rangers, isn't it? And they yeah. think like, the, the SPFL and these people, they're, they're saying that because they're, they're not used to being questioned. They're used to just saying these things. They're getting caught up in this tangled web. Um, and they they think that will be okay because it's the same. It's like if you if you've got nothing to hide, why would you object to an independent investigation? Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> so why? Well, it's that simple. You you absolutely wouldn't. I I go back as I do in most things in life to yes, Prime Minister. When the Prime Minister says to Humphrey, well, why can't we have an investigation? I didn't do it. And he says, well, OK, you didn't do that, but there's other things you did <laughs> that an independent investigation can find out. And that is what this smacks of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, you're just making yourself look even more guilty. Um, but just why are they so object, like so objected to it or um, so against it? Um, and why why continue pressing this big bad rangers if, if that's the case let the investigation let rangers be proven wrong 
and then you can quite with the big bad rangers narrative but to do it so quickly and to be so vehemently against um an investigation and trying to discredit rangers and anyone who's who's thinking the same along the same lines i think it's just you know it Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that, that's the problem. And, and unfortunately, now it won't go away. Um, you cannot put the toothpaste back into the tube. Uh, everything's out there for people to see. I asked uh, uh, a person I know who is an expert in this sort of thing, that's what his job is, what's in corporate law and whatnot, to have a look at the whole situation for us. And uh, he says that 75% of their vote on Tuesday isn't going to happen. We all know that and Rangers know that. The question is then, what do Rangers do next? And this is what he says. He says, court action to get rid of Doncaster would be the last straw because it's the most expensive and then it really would be Rangers and others versus the SPFL. Um, the, the Rangers will more than likely go down this route if that is all that's open to them, but there are intermediate steps. If Rangers, Hearts and Trinard get a decent vote in favour at the AGM, say 30% plus, i.e. not 75, but then the SBFL doesn't have to call an, an independent investigation. But in reality, with that level of shareholder demand for one, then the SBFL board really should be considering seriously having such an investigation anyway. A level of demand will exist. If they refuse to do that in the circumstances, and they will, then it gives Rangers a strong argument for the next point. Four, Rangers, Hearts, Stranraer can then argue that Doncaster, etc. are not acting in the interest of all shareholders by clearing the air with an independent investigation, given the substantial demand for an independent investigation and bearing in mind the existence of substantial unanswered questions as per the dossier. They will then be in the position to call another vote, this time for the removal of Doncaster and uh, Murdoch McClellan as directors. That only requires 50% plus one, so 23 clubs. That's a no-confidence vote. And even if we lost the no-confidence vote, let's say we only got 30% again, in the context of a members' organisation such as a football organisation, their positions would be untenable and they still ought to be resigning. This would happen in any other uh, comparable company. If they still don't go then it goes to court, and then it's taken out of the SPFL's hands. Your thoughts, Ian? Oh, that just sounds like corporate governance, David, doesn't it? And Yeah, that, that, this is someone who works in corporate governance, so he's only coming at it from what would happen in other businesses. In, in any other business that wasn't batshit crazy. Um, but I expect that's the route that Rangers and the others, because I, I really should stress, this isn't all about us we've got an end goal of course we have right but so have other teams and teams are buying into it and you've only got to look at some of the statements coming out you know it's, it's like statement we maybe we should finish the season david actually have just having statement counts we we had two today aberdeen had one so we won um but all the statements of support coming through aberdeen just today have said they're supporting rangers uh, rangers uh, position uh, Partick Thistle are Thistle are talking about opening up legal action against the SPFL Hearts are talking about it today with the Foundation of Hearts willing to back it um, this will get serious backing on uh, at, during the vote it's not going to get 75% of course it's not because there's, there's too many people don't want an investigation probably for the reasons that you're all thinking about right now um, but it will get a substantial backing. I suspect it will get more than 30%. And then, as I say, you are talking 
good corporate governance, good corporate governance guidelines. And if it ends up in court, then that is not a good look for uh, for those in charge at the SPFL. I can see it being... I can see, uh, see if it gets there, David. Careers mm. will be flushed down the toilet. This is why I don't understand <laughs> really the, their actions. Maybe it is just hubris. Maybe it is that they've been so used for so long uh, for, for doing what they want and getting their own way that they just assume. I mean, that's certainly been something that's come up in other statements, not just from Rangers, but but from other clubs saying that this is sort of how they do business and that they're so used to it now that they just assume that ah, we'll get it through and we'll worry about it later. And of course, this time they found that Rangers have been much more obstructionist than, than we have been in the past and much more prepared to, to, to have a fight and to have a square goal. Um, and I don't get the impression that Park Bennett et al are, are particularly interested in retreat at this point. Because, you know, let's be honest, from a cynical point of view, it's not doing any harm with the fans. And more importantly, they have a good case. That's They are in the right, it, it certainly does appear, or at least they're in the right to ask for an independent investigation. If it comes back totally clean, they were wrong. Fair enough. But they, they certainly seem to have a, a good case. The question then, this is going to come out now. I mean, I, I strongly suspect it. They, they've tried to put this fire out and not only have they not succeeded, it's spilling and it's getting bigger. And when that happens and it goes out of your control, there's nothing you can do. They've had all their press bitches out. They've done all the, all the steps that they're used to that usually work and they haven't worked. And I think you could see by Doncaster's increasing panic. Um, there's no way Doncaster should have been doing, what was it, five interviews in six days? Six interviews in seven days, something like that. There's no way you should be doing that. You make your statement, that's all you should need to say. The fact that you're constantly out having to rebut stuff shows you that it's it's over overwhelming you. But when this comes out as to what happened, the question, of course, is going to be, why? Why was Neil Doncaster so keen on this? Why were they pushing this through when it wasn't in the best interest of the club and there was no rush? that they were desperate to get this through despite the fact that they had plenty of time, as has been proven by the fact that we're, what, a month on now? Nothing's happened. Um, so there was at least a month. We know that. And I think that when that, that conversation does happen, that is when what Rangers want to get to, Marina. Now, look, we have I mentioned this on our Daily Update show today on our Patreon site, which you should sign up for, by the way, um, people. But it's uh, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. But, yeah, we as Rangers fans can go, it's Big Bad Lawwell, right? It can be a bogeyman. He can be the guy that we totally blame for everything. But there is a reason that this is happening. And we think, as Rangers fans, that it's because these guys are placemen that have been put in there by Celtic that have, have worked for their advantage over the last... You know, Peter Lawwell, in our opinion, runs the SPFL. And if this comes out, people are, Marina, going to start asking, why did you do that, Neil? You know, what was your motivation for doing it? And it is a whole can of worms that Rangers have been trying to get at for a few years. It's all right for us to believe it, but with no evidence, it's just us whistling in the wind. Yeah, no, we have. That's it, I think they have. Um, the Rangers board, we have bided our time, or they have bided our time to wait until they have something really concrete 
um, to fight them with, rather than just you know, um, just people saying, "Oh, it's just Rangers," um, it's just like Rangers and their their gripes. This is, you know, we have them here. Um, we and we can compare it to the policy, to the the rules, really. Um, and of course, that's the thing. Why is Neil Doncaster pushing? Why? Why doesn't he want an investigation? Because that would be a chance for him to prove himself innocent, surely, if it's independent. Um, why has he pushed it through? Why is he acting against the interest of most of the clubs? So I think that's like the ideal situation that this will come spiralling out. But um, I, I'm not pinning all my hopes on that. Um, that will all come back to, to law. No, there, there will be no smoking gun pointing to Lawwell, right? He's too clever. It's too but it is a chance to work on that influence, which, let's be honest, David Murray surrendered mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Um, and people have asked, OK, say that we get rid of Doncaster, McLennan, and um, McKenzie. Was that, that's not going to change anything. Yes, it is. Um, I go back, Hoggy, to 1999 when they got uh, they got rid of Donald Finlay um, through their campaign and emboldened them. And for me, that was always the watermark in things changing in Scottish football. Now, it didn't all happen overnight, but you don't change something like this, the way that Scottish football is governed, that has been built very cleverly by whoever is behind the way the SPFL is run. Um, That took them years to build that. It's going to take Rangers years to build up a similar level of influence. And the first thing you need to do is to knock down the structure that's there already. That's that's what Celtic did twenty years ago. You're you're bang on. You know they they started at it. Um, they got John Reid in place, and and here we are today. Um, was it Stuart Gilmore that said Peter Lowell runs Scottish football? It was. I think it was. Um, and from the outside looking in, I've got to tend to agree. There, there's been one guy that's been really quiet in all of this, David. And that's Peter Lowell. Because he's, my opinion, he's working it from the back. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't of have course. to take responsibility for anything. Of I wouldn't course. say anything. He'll never, and I'm sure he'll never write anything down, that's for sure. Uh, so it's, it will all be hearsay. But we've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. If we want to claw our way back, and we are starting to claw our way back on the pitch, and now we're starting to claw our way back in terms of finances and backing and infrastructure and all the rest of it, then you start looking outward. And Rangers were the top dog at the top table continually. Christ, Rangers was one of the key clubs who created the champion, the, the blueprint for the Champions League. You know, think, think about that. That's only 30 years ago. Um, so what do you get, mean only? I'm fucking uh, hell. Exactly. So old. Exactly. Uh, but to get there, takes baby steps and the baby step in front of us is knock the guys that are in position out because my opinion is they are placemen absolute placemen doing the bidding of one club only and what's really telling David is other fans of other clubs are seeing it too now I've got a Falkirk supporting mate who I've talked to this about before he told me I was paranoid now he sees it um, and you've got to get rid of uh, Doncaster, McLennan, and their uh, their low-level paper gatherer, <laughs> uh, McKenzie, 
because those are the guys who are dealing with one club and one club only. They don't give a shit about the other 41. They are there doing the bidding of one club. No, I noticed that. I loved uh, when when he was asked about Null and Void that Doncaster said, well, how would a club like Dundee United have been promoted feel about that? How would a club like Hearts or Partick Thistle feel about getting relegated? You know, It's just, as I say, when, when you're getting to that stage that that's the only argument that you've got left, um, I think that, that that shows you where they are. So, you know, this is, is not over, nowhere near. No matter how tomorrow's vote goes, they'll try and just pin it as a victory. Now, the other thing that I think is very telling is in any conspiracy when it crumbles is when you start to have to qualify things, when the statements change, just subtly each time, but they change. And in Doncaster, it's been this bullying one. Now, they went after Rangers for, according to them, they, they said Rangers alleged bullying. Well, actually, Rangers never did. Rangers said they'd been told about other by other clubs about bullying, which was confirmed at the weekend by statement, or certainly the allegation was confirmed at the weekend by statement by Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. And other clubs have stepped forward and said... Uh, uh, that's the case. Kelly Hearts in particular said it actually went way beyond bullying. But again, that's something for an investigation to clear up. It's just he said, she said at this point. But it was interesting that Neil Doncaster, when first asked about this, said there was no bullying. Uh, then he said there was no bullying by SPFL staff. Please remember, folks, that people that sit on the board of the SPFL are not employed by them. They're not staff. Then he said, well, there was no bullying that I was made aware of. Then he said, there was no bullying that I was made aware of, but there were robust conversations. It's always just changing just a little bit. We qualify it here and here and there. And it just means, well, you know, your first statement wasn't that truthful, wasn't it, Neil? Or you wouldn't have to do all this. Now, some of the allegations of bullying concern actually within the the offices of the SPFL and came from some um, female workers there. And Marina, you were on the the wrong end of a Twitter pileup last week after uh, an interaction with Chris Sutton, who some of us suspect might well be uh, someone who, shall we say, doesn't always give his opinion for free. Yeah, where to start? I'm currently sitting in a safe house. (laughs) (laughs) From daring to question. So I think very politely... Um, it was no mention of Celtic and it, I don't think it was rude I'm just questioned about this because they have sort of hung on to well, Robertson said it was no bullying I know my world revolves around Rangers and I know we're the most important but just because it's not Rangers that have been bullied doesn't mean that there's no bullying so um, which is I, I think it's incredible all these Celtic fans saying oh your chairman said there's there's no that's that's what I didn't get you sent uh, a tweet saying you were concerned about bullying at the SPFL and the fact that so many people were willing to write it off you didn't mention Celtic mm-hmm. yet your timeline was absolutely filled with abuse from Celtic fans isn't that weird yeah they, they you know are they Celtic fans or SPFL offices fans it's it's quite or, or Sutton fans. It's um, Colin once said I think that um, if you tweet something about Jedward, um, there's like an army of people who'll automatically pick up on it and defend them or something. So I feel that the Celtic fans or the Suttonites or whatever they are just now are sort of like less intelligent Jedward fans <laughs> <laughs> to the defence. Um, so yeah. And I, so something else was picked up on. I said, like, as a female 
Rangers fan and I'm very much you know David you always say like for Carly myself they were not female football fans we're football we're Rangers fans but so and I don't really like to use that card I never have but I, I do you know when Jackie Lowe is saying that there's bullying um as a female in a, a predominantly male dominated world um and when there are other claims about then I can relate to that a bit more I guess mm. I guess that was my angle um, I'm not saying, you know, bullying, bullying is not okay, regardless of who the victim is, um, male, female, every religion or what team you support. Again, that was another thing. People were like, oh, guess what team she supports? Oh, so, you know, that's okay then. Um, because it's Rangers or because I'm a Rangers fan. Um, but yeah, so I watched Dream Team growing up and I dreamt of becoming Linda Block. <laughs> so when I hear about, um, you know, um, female chairwoman being being bullied. I I can I just I guess it just strikes a chord more with me. Not that I'm a, a chairwoman yet, but um, I just I can't... like the use of yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you never know. No, got your ambition. Um, no, that what happened was Marina had just mentioned this in a tweet. The next thing Chris Sutton retweeted it to his followers, which is an invitation for a pile on. Let's you know, let's not kid ourselves on. That's what it is. Um, and then they responded. Some of the stuff Marina was getting was was vile, but luckily, um, she doesn't give a fuck, which <laughs> I thought was was you know she was sitting laughing about it all night, which was which was absolutely brilliant. Just using the the block button, but it but it was just so strange that you know she hasn't mentioned your team. Why are you all over her? And it was entirely because the Celtic fans are so defensive when it comes to the SPFL at the moment. And of course, it leads back to why is it, you know, because the SPFL versus Ray. These are the people that have told us, Hoggy, for 25 years, the game up here is a bogey. It's Ben, Operation Stop the Ten, the worst conspiracy in the world, by the way. But everybody hates us now here there's an opportunity to actually get right into the ribs of the authorities in Scotland and they are leaping to their defence. Yeah, first and foremost, um, Chris Sutton's on the take, is my opinion. Um, I just hope that he paid it into his mum's bank account because I don't quite think he's allowed a bank account yet. Isn't that right, bankrupt Chris? Um, I also think, incidentally, BT Sports and BBC should be ashamed of themselves that they've got an, they've got a guy on their books who openly dog whistles his followers to bully a young woman who's asking questions not that that, that don't even include Celtic um, so BT Sports and BBC looking at you um, why why don't Celtic fans want an independent investigation I wonder why because they know fine well that Lawwell pulls the strings of Doncaster and co as puppets. That's what that, that's what happens. Everyone else is starting to question it. And if I'm being honest, Celtic fans now are, they've gone from laughing about it to, I wouldn't say they're worried about it overly. It's not going to impact on them. Let's no, be it's, honest. No. it's not going to impact on them immediately. Directly, yeah. Um, but it might impact what happens next. It might impact what comes out. Um, who knows? Uh, and it might impact, actually, that y- you might no longer have your chief exec quite pulling the strings at Hamden Park. But that, that's 
that's maybe a dream of mine, David, because it's as you say, it's been twenty years in the making. Um, at the end of the day, Celtic fans love to play the victim. Let's mm. face it; they've been barking on about um, about how the game's bent and all the rest of it, and I agree, it's been the worst conspiracy in the world. And now they've got a chance to do something about it, and all of a sudden, the authorities are the best thing since sliced bread. Um, they know they're in the wrong. It's as simple as that. And those that responded to the dog whistle from Sutton, I don't really expect anything different. I don't expect anything more from them. It's it's Some of it was pretty pathetic to see. Yeah, it was funny to see the self-proclaimed most right-on, most liberal, most we will chase any fucking ambulance that happens across our path. We will go out looking for an ambulance to go and chase support in the world instantly launch into Les Dawson 1970s mother-in-law style jokes to Marina uh, who was told repeatedly to get back in the kitchen etc and so forth it got viler than that as you can imagine but it was just so funny that they hold themselves in this light whereas it's just bollocks it's just complete nonsense and they were showing up for what they were the other night right then folks this has a long long way to go Um, This isn't over yet, not even close. We will be here to continue to bring you, but we're also here to continue to entertain you over on our Patreon and Heartland. It's patreon.com forward slash Heartland. There has been usually five shows every single day, so if you're wanting away from the mainstream media, and who can blame you, then for just $1.99 a month, sign up. If you don't like it, it costs you 50 pence a week. If you do like it, and the fact is we aren't down throughout this there's no football for two months and we haven't lost any listeners which i think tells you that people once they sign up they enjoy it just like to thank our executive producers in london mike lee and paul myers and to thank my two guests first of all the wonderful marina banner time thank you very much for having me and the splendid mr ian hogg an absolute pleasure mate uh, just very quickly um today at time of recording is the 11th of may and today is a book launch day by author Alistair Aird, who's written a book called Wilson on the Wing, all about the magnificent, legendary Rangers winger, Davy Wilson. Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr Wilson and Ali uh, last week. It's on the Patreon site and it's free to air. So if Mm. you want something to go and see the quality of what's been produced, go and see it, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Um, But the book's out today. Mr. Wilson is 83 years young and he is as sharp as a bloody tack, Davey. So go and and find it at Amazon. There's a Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and search Wilson on the wing, uh, you might even get a signed copy if you go that route. So uh, I would urge every Rangers fan, every football fan, to go go and get a copy because it's one of the best stories that will ever be told in football. Yeah, it's a brilliant lesson, folks. Go and have a listen to that. And you can hear more from me, from Marina, from Hoggy over on our Patreon site. But we will, of course, be back next week on Heartland. This show is free and always will be. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Strap yourselves in. This ride is going to continue. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.
Podcast Network.